We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation. Presented by Twisted Teeth. Do you think, let's dig into this. We understand what Notre Dame is at the core as an institution and what they what their beliefs are. And sometimes when it comes to science and technology, it might not be something that the church itself really wants to grab a hold to, right? Uh, one of the things that I've heard for years is that, you know, one of the holdbacks from like joining the Big Ten in the future could be that the majority of Big Ten schools are research schools, right? And Notre Dame, that might not be a direction that they would ever be willing to go into. So we're talking about expanding upon technology, possibly having a sports science department. Um, would, would it be a conflict of sorts? For a school like Notre Dame, I don't think so. Um, okay. I was I was an arts and letters guy myself in Notre Dame. I was a philosophy guy, so um, I know that you know Notre Dame has kind of been, uh, you know, there's the Mendoza School of Business, which obviously is extremely prestigious in its own right, and then our arts and letters program and the various uh, yeah. the various like things that you can study through our arts and letters program is, is, is phenomenal. Like we have a ton of opportunities for people that can even come in that are globally uh, competitive. Like I was looking to potentially, uh, um, I was potentially looking to go into medieval studies because our medieval Mm. studies program is number two in the world, like right behind Trinity college and in Ireland. So um, like we have, some elite elite educational resources for um, people at a global scale. And we had, I know that like we have, you know, biology, like we have that department. It's just, it just hasn't been developed yet. And um, it's such a key part of even like from me as a philosophy guy, a lot of the minds that we were studying in philosophy, which Notre Dame is a huge philosophy school, um, were scientists. Like they were not just philosophers, they were biologists and scientists. When we look at Aristotle, like he was one of the greatest biologists to ever exist. Like he was 
the one that created the argument um, uh, or the whole concept of form and function. We talk about form and function often, and that's this like mm -hmm. this just uh, terminology that we throw around. And, and Aristotle is the guy that basically looked into biology and was saying, hey, if you look at biology, you can see that something's form will indicate probably what its functionality is is and the functionality of that thing will show you how it's designed like how it's supposed to be designed from a form standpoint and um i truly believe even if you know we i truly believe that if we started to uh dig in even into the metaphysics side of things <laughs> mm -hmm. like and uh on the quantum side and like getting into just like really developing out um a program like based off of quantum physics um then you could get an amazing sports science program out of that and you could get some unbelievable technology um, and accessibility to your athletes and we could be using some of the best new applications in the world that exist out there right now and we could be doing research for those like with the like with the right people like the right groups of people and helping you know validate studies on products that are changing the world and then encouraging students you know that are having this experience to go out and build upon those products and create the new best things and and so that's just you know uh, that's a 30,000 foot view. It's something that's way more complicated than I'm making it sound. But yeah. um, I, I do think that it's something, I don't think it would be against the church or like, I don't think that it has anything to do with, with that. Um, I think that it's just, uh, I, I think that it's just deciding on, I know that we've always prioritized sports as a school. And if you're going to prioritize sports as a school, then to me, you've got to, you've got to prioritize performance recovery um, yeah. and they're like therapeutic performance. Like it just, they go hand in hand, like yeah. performance. If you talk about performance therapy is a vertical in that and, and that every time, and it consists of, you know, at least, you know, 40 to 50% of performance overall, because if you can't recover yeah. like faster than the next guy, then you're behind. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah.
And I agree with that because we, your namesake, has struggled with soft tissue core injuries consistently. And for me, he's the leader that Cam Hart has been in the in the injuries that he's played through. Like people have been critical of his play. I really think this is the first time he's been. Uh, this is the healthiest he's been. And Notre Dame probably in the last two years. Yeah. But he's just soldiered through. I mean, it's been hamstring. It's been core. It's, and, like, what you're talking about, being able to get out in front of that and really, you know, dig into that as a program to allow these injuries to have less of an impact that we can get back to total health quicker and enhance our performance on the field is something that definitely needs to be looked at, right? Because we talk about training table and facilities and all of that. Hey, the body is the best asset you have. The bodies of these young men, right? And when I say body, I'm not just talking about the physical. I'm talking about the mental as well. Shout sure. out to Sam, Sam Pittman, who stood up at the, uh, the BYU game. And as people were trying to talk about his players, he's like, man, you guys don't realize what these young men are dealing with. Like, I'm not about to allow you to come at my young man like that. Yeah. They're dealing with family issues. They're dealing with it. And they then they have to come out and perform. So he was like, man, we take mental uh, preparedness very seriously here at Arkansas. And, I, I, man, I applaud him as yeah. a coach because I had never heard a coach talk about that and defend his program and his players. And I think it's the same thing, whether it's the mental approach, which – I'll give you a perfect example. I challenged Notre Dame fans yesterday because Notre Dame fans are down on Tobias Merriweather right now, mm -hmm. right? He had an opportunity to what no uh, Malik and uh, CJ and, and those group of guys that came in together, they used to call themselves the lucky underdogs. And they said, yo, we would always say, would you get in, change your life. Mm -hmm. Like make a play and change your life. He had three, four opportunities to change his life. Like the two bombs he could have caught could have changed the game. He yeah. drops a drop drag right across the middle that he probably could have took for 15, 20 yards on a third down. But I just encourage Notre Dame fans, like, don't don't rip the kid. Like, no, that's the worst thing that we can do. Like, the encourage this kid, man. Because the, the worst the, the worst thing that we can do is rip on on these players, guys. I'm telling you. Like, uh, it's funny that you bring this up because I was at a I was at a uh, high school football game with my daughter um, this last weekend. We went to, out to the Texas Hill Country to go watch the Brownwood Lions in Stephenville um, <laughs> in a like classic rivalry in the Hill Country. And mm -hmm. um, I'm sitting there, and um, I'm like really into the game. Um, my, my, one of my best friend's sons is out there playing, and mm -hmm. my daughter like turns to me. She goes, Daddy why are all these fans so mean to the players? And I was like, just looking around and it, this is the high school football game. So it's not even close to like, why? you know, Notre Dame. What, yeah, yeah. 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 And she's like, they're trying their best and yeah. they're out there like spraining ankles and stuff. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh, my pure, innocent little heart. Of, like I love you, babes. Right. That's right. Like, but we can learn from that. Like, we can yeah. learn from that. Like, level of consciousness and like really like um, it just it 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 is not life giving 
Like some, some, some guys, like you'll get some guys out there that will feed off that. Okay. Like there will be some guys that will like feed off of your negative energy. Okay. Like, but there are other guys that do not feed off of your negative energy and it actually like makes it worse. And you don't want to be contributing to that, man. Like you don't want to like, you don't want to be contributing to that sort of like that consciousness and that sort of energy and, and, and all of that. Like that's, that's not, um, it's not going to be productive for like our team. It's not going to be productive for the individual player, which won't be productive for the collective consciousness. Because if we're trying to continue to like give Tobias the opportunity to be the guy that we all know that he is, and you know, people are dogging on him and he's got all that in his head. He's got all that extra noise in his head. Like then it's hard for him to step up to like be that person. Now an athlete has to learn how to, navigate all of that and that's a whole nother thing but we can help we can help even like dude i'm not like like send him something positive man like send him a dm just say man like even if he doesn't respond like send him a dm and just say dude like i'm just i'm for you man i'm like sorry you had a rough game or whatever but i'm for you and like we're believing that you're still going to have a breakout career and like all this stuff like Dude, I used to get messages like that and it would just like light my heart up. I still talk to a lot of those fans that used to like encourage me back in the day too. Like I'm one of them is my, one of my best. He's a 67 year old dude, class of Notre, like Notre Dame class of 73. And he's Mm -hmm. out in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I go visit him often. He's one of my good friends now. And so you never know like what that can look like in the future. One of my biggest, yo, I went to my first, when I first started the podcast with Malik, I went to the spring game and a a young lady walks in with her dad. And I think he had, you know, he was an elderly man and he sits down next to me and he takes a couple of looks at me and he says, you do that show with Malik. And I said, yes, sir. And so I sat there the entire game and we just talked about everything we saw in the spring game, right? And he would ask me questions and then I would ask him questions because he started telling me about his time served in the forces. And uh, the next thing I know, I get home and it's a message from his daughter in my Facebook talking about how much fun her dad had talking to me at the game and he wants to know would it be okay if he could reach out to me you know from time to time yeah and i'm like i'm the one that felt honored i'm like heck yeah Yeah, that's right man you're darn right and look i tell people all the time man i totally appreciate because notre dame is a different beast i don't think people understand and the people you meet the people you talk to people that reach out to you it's like a whole nother level so i mean i totally agree with that and i didn't even think about like dming him and like encouraging him but that would actually be fantastic to help this young man because like you said he yo he knows that he's He's he he knows he's not playing the way he should plan be playing right now and he wants to contribute I guarantee you there's no one that wants to contribute more than him. <laughs> that. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. And absolutely. But, you know, that's an interesting way 
of looking at it. And uh, yeah, let's do that. I want to get back to whether it's quantum physics or whatever, what else needs to be developed. Because, <laughs> uh, man, it, it's very interesting because something else that has, we've seen a lot of knee injuries. Deion Cozy's dealing with a knee injury. Yeah. Eli Raritan is trying to come back from the injury. Um, yeah, there's another, somebody else that's dealing with knee issues. Uh, Christian Gray, a freshman cornerback, had his knee scoped at the end of spring. Forget afterwards. Let's talk about preventive. Yep. Preventive. Yep. What are some of the things that Notre Dame can really delve into to really get into the preventive side of medicine and sports uh, sports science to kind of combat what we've been yeah. doing? A lot of people say it might be the Under Armour shoes. I don't know how real that <laughs> is. Uh, I would probably go le lean less on the Under Armour shoes. Um, I think that overall performance shoes and you're, you're seeing um, there's a there's a company that's blowing up right now. They're called Vibro Barefoot. I, I have no association with them, so I can say that I don't own a pair or anything like that. I've just been watching them for a long time because I thought they got some cool tech and the philosophy behind their tech is really cool because we wear shoes that collapse our feet like and mm. cram them into like a smaller space. And when you do that, you decrease the neurological activity going into your feet. And if you decrease the neurological activity going into your feet, then you decrease the amount of blood flow that like can come in and out of that area. You might be able to push blood down into there, but being able to get it out is going to be harder. Um, you know, I think that there's some really cool things that we can look at just practically, like going back to like our roots on like grounding and understanding how important grounding is for athletes. And so when I say grounding, what I'm saying is uh, walking barefoot on places that allow you to absorb the free electron flow from the resonance of the earth. That is extremely healing. Um, there's scientific studies out there that show that if you have a heart attack, the first thing you need to do is get to grass and get your body on grass so that that free electron flow can help like get your heart back into rhythm. Mm -hmm. um, it's also, I, I, all my athletes, they're, it's mandatory for them to go ground 10 to 15 minutes before they go work out. Um, because you need to get that electron flow going into your body and preparing your nervous system for that sort of workout. These are very like little and minor things that can make a huge difference. Um, uh, I'm working on some applications right now with a company that can maybe help solve some of those problems, um, by bringing these solutions into the training room and bringing them into, into, um, um, athletic facilities in general mm -hmm. to where, Everywhere people are walking, they're grounded. Um, that would be ideal. Uh, and then even more than that, like I would say um, there's there's some there's some movements that like we're figuring out now, like that are really key movements. And I think it's like I said, everything's travels a lot faster now. So I think people are being more integrative and innovative on that okay. side of things. So you'll see more preventative measures being put into all systems across the country because mm -hmm. we're finding out more and more about just ligaments in general. I mean, I'm two and O 
Well, three and zero against doctors that have told me ligaments don't grow back when they tear apart, and I've got an athlete that wants to avoid surgery so they don't have to be out for twelve weeks instead of back on the field in five. Like, because I can get you back, you know, potentially in five weeks if you don't do the surgery and have to go non weight bearing for like six weeks or whatever. And we've been able to see this happen with athletes by giving them the right protocols and the right conditions for healing so that their ligaments can grow back together because that's what they're designed to do. All the tissue in the body is designed to grow back together. Even when, you know, uh, traditional medicine, uh, the traditional medical perspective, like in orthopedics has been, you know, that ligaments are avascular Mm -hmm. and there's no blood flow going into those ligaments. They're mostly collagen based. And so you need to, have a a surgical procedure done to, uh, in order to, uh, make, have, have those ligaments grow back together. But what they're not saying is that even though something is avascular, meaning that it doesn't have blood going into it, it doesn't mean that it's not vascular. Like a plant, for example, is a vascular entity that has no blood in it, obviously, but it's carrying a lot. It's carrying stuff. That's a lot like electrolytes. And that's what's going into our ligaments and our fibers. And that's why we run on light energy um, and run on electricity uh, because it's where all the fiber optic cables in our body connect those ligaments. If you look at how they're designed, they look like fiber optic cables and they are intelligent enough to grow themselves back to where they need to grow. If we give them the right conditions to do that, I'm not like, a thousand percent against surgery or anything like that. I think that surgery has its time and its place. Yeah. I think that we have a lot of surgeries though that, and I've heard this from orthopedics straight from their mouth that they say that 85% of surgeries are probably unnecessary. And yeah. like with athletes, a lot of times they don't realize how much that sets them back. And so the more that we can look for solutions outside of going under the knife for these athletes, and giving them the resources that they really need to collapse their healing timelines. Um, and, and it's not even just about collapsing your healing timelines. I know I've said that like a few different times because that's what like we try to do with athletes, but it's really about giving them the ability to heal naturally and heal biologically to where when they do heal, um, they're not dealing with the side effects of guys that like, have to get some of that biotech in them um, that maybe doesn't effectively communicate with the nervous system, like screws and plates and like all these things can like kind of do. So um, yeah, I would just say like very practical, very practical applications, grounding, breathing, breath work, and focusing on nervous system regulation. Anything that we can do to focus on nervous system regulation is a step in the right direction because it has everything to do with injuries. Um, like when we're under states of stress, we're way more prone to get in, like to get injured when we're, uh, when our bodies are like super fatigued and we're not ready to like show up to compete at like a certain capacity, like in practice Mm -hmm. coaches should be made aware that like, Hey, this person is their uh, HRV rate is down by like this percentage and it's showing that they are not neurologically regulated right now. And so we need to like watch him today in practice and make sure that like he's getting hydrated. He's getting like 
uh, we're given some of the backups, more reps, like all of that stuff. And, I, you know, I think that like programs are wanting to go this direction. It's just getting the right tools in their hands to like do so. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Well, hopefully we see Notre Dame, um, even with Pete Babaco coming in now, taking Jack Swarbrick's place. Um, I think Jack, let me tell you, a lot of people, I think Jack recognized the direction that all of the stuff we're discussing, college football, where it's trending, NIL. I think Jack realized where everything was headed. And I think he recognized, like, yo, I am more of a traditionalist and I'm not really comfortable with having to be the person to make the decision for Notre Dame. So instead of being an obstacle for Notre Dame, let me get somebody in here that knows more about this and would be lead, willing to lead Notre Dame into the future. And I applauded him. Like, yo, that's, that's a very mature way of looking at it because he could have just stayed in a job and said, yo, I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. But he put Notre Dame first and said, you know, let's get somebody else in here that's probably a little bit more knowledgeable of certain things. And if not more knowledgeable, a little bit more lenient towards advancing than I am and would allow Notre Dame to be able to compete in that area. So, or in those areas. And I saw some people in the chat. I wasn't saying, making a statement, a declarative statement. I'm not saying that Notre Dame won't do or won't grab hold or won't develop the biological department or the biology department and expand into sports science. I was asking a question of someone that actually went to school there to say, yo, do you think, you know, faith would end up being a problem and allowing Notre Dame to expand in that direction. So uh, it was more so a question from my standpoint because. Yeah. And I'll put it, I'll put it to bed really quick. Like I, I, when I was there, I know that they were wanting to, they were wanting to do things a little bit more like Stanford on that side of things. And Stanford does a great job with this. And uh, so just answering Sean's question, I don't think, the faith scenario is in conflict with uh, uh, what we could do from a sports performance, like scientific perspective um, with a department that, you know, prioritized, um, you know, really quantum physics, biology, like all of those things. I can say this, we're both men of faith. We have conversations 
about faith, whether we've had them on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it, or yeah, via text thread. I battle with people all the time that want to try to confront certain situations. And I'm please, I'm not acting in heresy because I I totally believe in <laughs> God. I totally believe in prayer and the power of prayer. But sometimes you're dealing with something that's mental. And you have to deal with that, whether it's with science or with a professional to supplement prayer and faith and belief. It's like yeah. you can believe in the totality of everything. It's really okay to believe yeah. in the totality of everything. And in a sense of, I man, I had this great conversation with my wife. She's a nurse, by the way. So the, what you talk about, she comes home and tells me, you know, test cases and what she went through in the ER. And I'm like, yo, so we had this conversation about the brain last week, right? And she says, babe, did you know 30% of the brain is dedicated to sight? And I was like, wait a minute. Because immediately, you know, I'm a minister. So I start grabbing hold. I'm like, wait a minute. So I said, how much of the brain is dedicated to hearing? And she said, only 2%. I said, wow. I said, now from a biological standpoint, I understand the difficulty of man within itself to have faith. When, right. 30, when you have 15 times more of your brain dedicated to what you see. Yeah, I see why it's easier for us to just believe what life is presenting us and coming with us because that's what we can see. And we only have 2% that can really come up. Now I understand why we really have to be dependent on, and I'm, I'm going in a totally different direction, but I mean, it was just amazing to me from a biological standpoint. Like, yo, now totally. I see why we have to be dependent on his word. Because totally. it's, it's difficult within our creation to overcome what we see in a lot of instances. So... I just thought that was, that was, man, I was like, yo, that's absolutely amazing. Yeah. That has no application to what we're talking about. I just thought from a side note, like that's the power of being able to line up creation and biology and medicine to, you know, the other things in life to be able to say, yeah, they can coexist, you know, and I guess it ties into the question about faith and science and Notre Dame. Well, like, What's really like what's really crazy about that, and I'll go out here with you on this limb because I like it, uh, is like we see less than one percent of one percent of the visible light light spectrum. Like that's mm. so our ability to see is less than one of one percent mm -hmm. of the visible light spectrum. So there is so much that we do not see with these sensory projectors that we call our eyes, mm -hmm. and um so we're all living by faith like in so many ways whether we want to or not like mm -hmm. we all we all have to live by faith the, like are you going to surrender to it not or are you going to try to control like that's where mm -hmm. it comes down to like at the end of the day and um it's been funny because i think that i've been learning a lot of lessons in life about that and i've been walking through um this with a lot of people but you know, my, my ultimate philosophy is that 
um, everything that we have everything we need within this unit right here, like yeah. that, that our creator gave us everything that we need. I think when I look at what is possible with the human potential and the amount of, for example, I think I've said on this podcast before that, you know, um, each cell has om almost half a volt of electricity in it, like electric potential within it, mm -hmm. each cell in your body, you have trillions of cells in your body. So we're talking about trillions of volts of electric potential in the human body. My Tesla has 40,000 volts of electricity in the, and, and underneath the car, and it can take me from zero to 60 in three seconds. So like the fact that 40,000 volts can do that and we have trillions packed into us, I'm really uh, confident in not only like who we are, but what we can become and the awareness that we can begin to develop as a biological species to be able to creatively solve problems that are just insane things mm -hmm. that, like I said, like I, I, I do see us like quantum computers in a way. And so I love all the technology stuff. I'll geek out about it all day long. I think it's a consolation to like what we're actually capable of, but I'll use yeah. it until somebody shows me something better. Somebody shows me how to hack, you know, my own biological system in a way to where I have to tap my shoulder three times and, you know, turn my head a certain way. And all of a sudden I'm able to like shoot laser beams out of my eyes, then like I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> but like at the end of the day, right now, I know that we have uh, amazing applications that are using the stuff that Nikola Tesla really was prophesying about, you know, about a hundred years ago. Um, when he was saying, if you want to discover the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, vibration. Um, when he was saying, like, if you knew the significance of three, six and nine, and he's talking about sacred geometry, mathematics and mathematics. quantum physics. Like this right. guy, this guy uh, was able to see the unseen realm through his research in mm -hmm. a way that has significantly blessed our generation. And we're stepping into kind of the future of what he was creating over a hundred years ago and, and, and others before him, he's not the only one. Um, but yeah, I've been able to see really cool things, um, that collapse healing timelines in a way that like have left me speechless and have blown my paradigm for what I thought was healing or mm -hmm. what I thought was possible. And so, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the future. I'm excited to continue to help athletes, you know, get well and help them get back in, uh, in, in ways that they never thought they could. And then really like helping athletes become aware of their own energetics, you know, by navigating their nervous system is something that like, if I could go back in time and like speak to myself as an athlete, I'd be like, bro, let me show you this stuff on how your nervous system works and how you can tap into your body's own energetics and what you can do from there, because it is a game changer. I'm asking this because when you sign or commit to a program, I don't want to make it seem like you're chained or anything, but you depend upon them to develop you, right? Strength and conditioning. Are we moving into a period where the athlete starts to become more personally accountable 
for their bodies and their mental aspects, even in college and work with the schools rather than, you know, depending totally on the schools and their exactly. strength and conditioning program. Yes. That you have to, they're professional athletes now, so you have to. So yeah. if an athlete wants to do something, um, like then they have more power than they ever have mm. because it's their career and it's their, like they're thinking about, uh, they're having to make financial decisions now trying like, yeah. I mean, this is a business. These are business decisions for them. They're not just like, Oh, we're giving you a scholarship and we, you do what I, like we say, like, it's like, no, like I can go anywhere I want, like whenever I need to. And these guys, um, it's just, there's a lot of traditional like, uh, concepts that are having to adapt to the times at hand. So I've been thinking about that a lot too, Sean, like been thinking about what that's going to look like in the future. Cause already mm -hmm. at the, at the professional level, you see it, you know, everybody's got their own guys and there are people that they go to in the off season and places that they go. And, and yeah. you're going to see that, like, where do you think these college kids are going to go? Like whenever they have time off in the summer now and yeah. they get the ability to like, you know, yeah, they're going to, they're going to start heading to like some of these places where NFL guys have figured out all these secrets and biohacks and stuff that they didn't necessarily know while they were in college. Hey, I think it starts in high school. Like if I'm a kid in Texas and I'm connected to Cam McDaniel throughout my high school career, it doesn't matter what school I commit to. The knowledge that I've downloaded from being around you and the people you work with, yeah, that's gonna. I'm keeping that. It's been valuable. It's yeah. kept me pretty healthy totally. and developed me to this point. So even though I respect the strength and conditioning program, man, I need to sit down with the strength yeah. and conditioning. I can't deny coach. what I know. <laughs> yeah, and the head coach like, look, this is what has worked best for me, and this is what is going to have me to be able to perform at the best of my ability. So, is there a way we can kind of merge these things together? You know, so I can do that. And that is, that might put pressure on these programs to kind of get out in front of it and say, you know what, let's get out in front of this and let us, you know, make connections and form partnerships with these, you know, different, totally. you know, companies and programs that, that, that host these technologies and hold on to this, uh, or have this sports science that can make things better for the athletes and the program. Thousand percent. Before 100%. I let you get out of here, Cam, because I know you got to get back to the little ones. Um, let's talk about this season moving forward. In your opinion, do you feel like Notre Dame coming off that Duke? Do, do, first of all, do you think Louisville was in trouble? Like no, Notre Dame kind of like got got a chance to exhale, like. All right, we got through the tough week. We almost lost that one. Yeah, we we got the dub. Now let's focus on being who we are really. Like, do you totally. feel like Louisville is like the team? Like, yeah, you're the team in between USC, but you might be a squad that gets run over as they yeah. build momentum towards USC. Like they see USC. And they're ready to just run you over. Yeah. 
I would want to be making a statement before USC personally, like if I was on the team and mm -hmm. we just got our footing back from the game last week against Duke, I'd be wanting to make a statement and an impression, um, not just for everybody else, but um, mm -hmm. for like us, like as a unit. And like, I think that's, that's the framework that I would hope to see like in my athletes, if I was a coach at this point is like, Hey, um, like, are we doing this to show people like who we are? Like, yeah. are we doing this to show ourselves like what we're capable of at this point? Because that's what it's all about. Like if, if those guys go out there and prove to themselves who they believe that they are again next week, uh, I think that that gives them all the backing that they need to be able to go into a really, um, a really tough week against a really talented USC team and, um, and come with all cylinders rolling. Like you got to, you got to like, you got to show up completely. And this game is something that obviously like you can't look past like yeah. any game in college football. <laughs> um, and I, uh, yeah, I expect us to really like bounce back this week. That's, that would be my prediction. My prediction would be like, we got our footing last week. Yeah. Um, we were able to come away with a really big W and, um, this week, you know, is a statement. It's a statement week. Hey, that's Cam McDaniels, the one and only. He's already part of the Lucky Lefty podcast. You might call him the extra <laughs> special co-host right here. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, audio edibles each and every day. You already know we spin it different. Last thing. I want to see what you say because Malik and I, matter of fact, I'll see you there at the USC game. Malik has to call a game that morning, so he won't be able to make it. But I'll see you there USC weekend. Um, Malik and I don't know if there's enough left on the schedule to get Notre Dame into a playoff. Because we felt like the biggest statement game, the biggest statement that Notre Dame can make, because we asked fans, we said there are three big games. We asked fans before the preseason, there are three big games, and if there's one game you could lose, what game would it be? And Malik and I both said USC. We're like, if you're going to lose one of the three games, lose the USC. Close game, high scoring, fine. But the biggest statement game is, well, without a question, Ohio State. Like, Notre Dame has beaten good USC teams before. Like, we've seen that. Brian Kelly did it. He did that during his tenure. Notre Dame has, has not beaten Ohio State. And in my opinion, Ohio State is a little bit above USC right now as a program, probably right below Georgia and Alabama or in that area. So the biggest statement for us would have been, like, get the victory over Ohio State. And if you have to lose one, lose to USC because you don't want to lose to Clemson because that's later in the season. You don't want to lose that day. Yeah. Do you feel like there's enough meat left on the bone with Clemson not being a typical Clemson team in this USC game for Notre Dame to run the table and have a good shot to still get into the college football playoff? Because college football, this is a, a very rare season in college football because literally there is no dominant team. 
There is no team that you look at and say, okay, more than likely they're going to win a championship. I would say that if we run the table, we got a good shot to get in the playoffs. Um, I think that USC is probably the best we've seen in a long time, um, mm-hmm. especially on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense, I think people know, is a little bit suspect. Um, so soft, as you'd like to say. Um, Very much but, so. Caleb Williams is the real deal, and nobody can deny that. Um, oh, and the you guys, don't have to tell. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to tell people from Chicago. Yeah, that we yeah. we we know he's the real deal. We're we're yeah. waiting until next April. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that if we win this game against USC, and if USC is able to go undefeated the rest of the season in the Pac-12 mm. against some really talented teams in the Pac-12. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to jump on a bandwagon of uh, the Pac-12 is the best, um, the best football and and college football right now necessarily, but I think that they're definitely that's valid. They're yeah. they're they're winning football games and they're beating SEC teams and they're beating yeah. Big 12 teams. So like I I see them as definitely a like a really tough conference this year. And if USC is able to um, finish out the season undefeated. I think that's going to be a huge win or like, like just huge win underneath our belt that we'll be able to turn back to and say, Hey, like we barely lost to Ohio state. Yeah. Um, we need Ohio state to go in and beat Michigan, um, and stay undefeated as well. That would be good. Um, so there's just a lot of factors. Uh, the best thing that you can do is win them out and, um, and put yourself in the best position possible to like be there at the doorstep. You never know like yeah. how the rest of the season is going to go. Um, man, I just look at team. I mean, you've got Michigan, Ohio state has to go against, uh, you know, USC. Penn state yeah. is looking Penn. like they're going to be a tough, tough challenge for both Michigan and Ohio state. It's true. You it's know, true. so you really have a three team round Robin in the big 10 East. To see who's yeah. going to end up in a Big Ten championship game. It should be very interesting. In the Pac-12, you got uh, what's the quarterback's name? Phoenix or Phoenix or uh, uh, Michael Penix from Washington. Penix, gosh, yeah. dude, that guy is like he's scary, man. So like, man. like they got a. I mean, those guys are have a dynamic team right now. I don't think they've they've played like the schedule that uh, has allowed us to like really see like you know, um, what they're going to do when they really go against like a, when they get in prime time, yeah. um, cause they got to, Oh, and then Oregon, like, uh, Oregon looked pretty dang, <laughs> pretty dang good yeah. against Colorado and, uh, just, um, has already won some big games. So they're making their argument to be one of the top teams in the country as well. Let, let me tell you something. We talk about like combinations like in 14, you talk about Navy being after that Florida State game and then having a tough Duke team after Ohio State. USC plays Notre Dame and then they travel to Utah. Yeah. You talk you talk about playing two physical a, a USC team that's not physical. Yeah. Having to play back-to-back physical games. Hey, hey. Don't they have That's, a tough game? Who do they play this week? 
Who do they play? Do they have a bye or are they playing? No, they, this they week? play Arizona. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I, I think they play Arizona and then they have a bye before Notre Dame, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. Let me see, Cam. I know they play Arizona next. Yeah, they should take. Uh, yeah, yeah, Arizona. No, they play Arizona the week before Notre Dame. So they play Arizona, Notre Dame, and then Utah. Got it. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they should take care of Arizona. Arizona's. Arizona didn't. Arizona actually year. played. Arizona actually played Washington tough this past weekend. Okay, what was the final score of that game? They I didn't it see cool. that. Uh, it ended up Washington scored late. Okay. But it was, uh, I think it was at Arizona. My brother played cold. Arizona earlier this year at NAU. 31 24. 31 24, Cam. Wow. Was the final okay. score. But Arizona scored that touchdown late. So it was 31 yeah. 17, but it was really close for the majority of the game. They got a good quarterback for sure. Um, like I said, I got to watch him play when my brother mm-hmm. played them first game of the season. And uh, their quarterback was good. He was making some knucklehead decisions. But other than that, he was dominating. So, um, yeah, man. Well, I have – I've enjoyed this. This has been fun. Man, this has been – and we said – we've been saying this for a while. Like, Cam, like every month we're going to come on here and really delve into – sports science and where things are going and they're connected to Notre Dame. So fans, we're going to do this again. We're we're definitely going to do this again. It was needed right now. College football is evolving. Sports science is evolving. And hopefully Notre Dame can grab the reins and ride it out like, like everybody else. All right. Great to have our brother on today. Once again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Lock in with us. Check us out. Hit the like button. We appreciate it. We respond to all your comments. Your comments end up being our leftovers to start each and every show. Left was on the phone with his uh, TV producers today. So if he feels like doing something later, we'll be on later because, you know, Malik, I'm sure he's <laughs> going he's gonna to listen to what you said. And he's going to be like, man, I want to talk about that. So nice. we might have another primetime show tonight. So for Cam McDaniel, I'm Sean Davis. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. But as always, most of all, make sure that you spin it different. See you guys tomorrow morning. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.